0: Hello and welcome to Grace Life Ministries, a disciple-making family of churches focused on the reality of Christianity. We pray that this teaching will help you to grow in your revelation of Jesus and increase in fruitfulness in your life. So last week we spoke a bit about the word. We spoke about the power of the word. And um, as I've been meditating on this and just thinking about it more and more, you know, the, the, the conclusion for me on last week is really just, as believers, we need to have a confidence in the Word. We need to have a confidence in the Word. Okay? A lot of people, I've spoken to people, even that are, are part of this family, that don't have a confidence in the Word. Why? Because they, they have questions about, how, how can, uh, uh, it, it, it's not just one book, it's many different books, and it's made up of different authors, and like, how can you trust that? Well, that's one reason to trust it. Because over a span of 2,000 years, it's written, it's more than uh, um, uh, more than 20 authors, different authors, written over a time span of 2,000 years with one message. One message. One message. There's no contradiction. Can I compare it to a different book? <laughs> if you compare it to, to the Quran, it's one author with, with no uh, 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 if, uh, his, historians will, will take the credibility of the Bible over the Quran. There's a reason for that. It's because it's not credi- a credible historical source in many respects. Compared. The one book is, is, is written over 2,000 years, inspired by the Holy Spirit. The other is written by one man. You, you, you have um, the Mormons with, the, 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 with their book, and that, they, that, you know, one guy had a visitation from an angel and writes a book, and people trust it, people follow it. Uh, what we have is credible, and we'll talk about some of that stuff not today, but I want to look at the Bible it's, itself specifically uh, uh, today. Luke chapter twenty-four, Luke chapter twenty-four, verse twenty-five to twenty-seven. These verses are on the screen there. Then he said to them, and okay, now this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and he says, Oh, fools. I thought that's just some good humor for the evening first. Imagine Jesus coming to you and saying, Fool. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, Oh, fools, and slow of heart. Which would you prefer? Fool or slow of heart to believe. All that the prophets have spoken. So now I'm also explaining the song that we're singing. You are Jesus, the message of the Bible. All the prophets prophesy about you. you know, this is prophets. We're talking about the Bible. The first five books of the Bible are Moses. Written by Moses. It's uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The rest of the, the Old Testament books are the prophets. Except for the Psalms and, the, and Proverbs, which are, is just uh, poetry and wisdom. Okay, but those are the prophetic writings. So when, when Jesus is, is speaking and saying, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, he's not talking about some prophet of their day walking around. He's talking about the, the, the Bible that they had. Okay, we will see what Jesus called the Bible here in a minute. He said in verse 26, Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses. What's Moses? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's the foundation of the Bible. The first five books of the Bible. It's the foundation of the Bible. Okay? Any doctrine that we get in the New Testament, you can find there. Believe it or not. Okay? So now, uh, uh, beginning at Moses and the prophets, Genesis to Malachi... He expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. What's awesome there is it's saying Jesus is calling Genesis to Malachi the scriptures. When we talk about scriptures, what do we talk about? Genesis 2, Revelation. There's some thinking for you tonight, okay? It's not just a powwow, encouragement or whatever. It's some thinking tonight. So think about it. We say, the, 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 let's turn to the Scripture. Let me give you a Scripture. Philippians 4 verse 19. According to how Jesus referred to Scripture, it's not Scripture. It's Bible. It's inspired. It's important. I'm not dismissing it. But if we use the terminology of the Bible, the way the Bible uses terminology, Matthew to Revelation is not considered Scripture. So why is that important? Because we read the Bible and we're like, We read about Scripture and we think Matthew to Revelation. But the author maybe meant something from Genesis to Malachi. Context is important. That's what I'm trying to show you. Context is important. If you take the text out of the context, you're left with a con. You're deceived. So we need to be very serious about our context. Now Jesus takes the Scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, Moses and the prophets. And what does he do? He expounds unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself so he goes into Genesis he goes into Exodus all the way to Malachi and what does he do he pulls out the things that are talking about him and he shows the things that are talking about him he explains the Bible to them you are Jesus the message of the Bible this is what he's doing he's showing them that he is the message of the Bible Luke 22 44 to 47 And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then he opened their understanding. What does that mean? I used to kind of picture Jesus coming to his disciples and going, He opens their understanding. You know, it's like I'm waiting for Jesus to come open my understanding. Doesn't do that. Open understanding is another way of saying it. He taught them, He explained to them. We kind of look at teaching sometimes as not very spiritual. It's very spiritual. It's more spiritual than whew. Okay? This is important. Okay? So now look at it. He, um, he opened their understanding that they might understand the Scriptures. What is the Scriptures? Genesis to Malachi. Do you know how we know that from this passage in Luke? How do we know that Jesus is referring to Genesis to Malachi exclusively when he talks about scriptures? Because he didn't have Matthew to Revelation. <laughs> it's pretty simple, don't you think? He didn't have Matthew, he didn't have the book of, of Ephesians to quote from and teach from. He had Genesis to Malachi. And he did a pretty good job administering. Okay, he opened the understanding in verse 46. And said unto them, Thus it is written, Thus it is behooved, for uh, Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in His name uh, among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Okay, John chapter 1, verse 45, Philip finds Nathanael and says unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So here you find Philip and Nathanael. Good Jewish boys. Okay? And they know the Scriptures, which is Genesis to Malachi. Most Christians don't know this. Why? Why? Because we're just skimming the surface of our Bibles, reading five verses, praying for two minutes and going into the day and enjoying church and and then going into the week and just living our lives. And we don't actually understand much about the Bible. And so when someone who isn't of our faith comes and talks to us about our faith and challenges us on something, we fall apart. Why? Because we don't understand the things I'm talking about. If we understand these things, it can bring a lot of fruitfulness in our lives. A lot of fruitfulness in our uh, ministry to other people. So Philip comes to Nathaniel and says, Hey, we've been reading and, and studying about this, 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 this uh, person in um, the books of Moses and in Prophets prophets, in, in the Torah. And I found him, whom they're talking about. It's this Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. He doesn't realize the Son of God yet, but here's this guy. This is who the, 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 the Torah, the Old Testament, whatever they call everything, this is what they're talking about. Okay? Jesus echoes this. John chapter 5, verse 39. He says, Search the scriptures, Genesis to Malachi. For in them ye think you have eternal life, and they are which testify of me. The next verse there says, But you will not come to me you go read it but you will not come to me so what is he saying he's speaking to 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 jewish people religious people and he's saying you're studying genesis to malachi you're you're investing yourself into genesis to malachi and you're looking for eternal life in genesis to malachi here i am but you can't recognize me here i am i am eternal life but you don't see it you don't recognize it okay And and so, what Jesus is saying there is the purpose of Genesis to Malachi is revealing eternal life, Him. Okay, now I want to pause on that thought and we're going to get into it more. But a lot of Christians are like this. Okay, we take our Bible, Genesis to Revelation, and we study Genesis to Revelation. We're looking at Genesis to Revelation because we want healing, we want prosperity. We want encouragement. We want to be happy. We, whatever you, you, you're seeking in the Bible. You're looking for your promises that you can write on your wall about destiny or your husband or your wife or I don't know what. And you're like posting them on the wall and you're like, this is, this is what I've studied the word and I'm going to get this out of the word. You're using the Bible wrong. It's not about that. The Bible's purpose is To reveal Jesus to us. And it reveals Jesus to us who is healing. It's not just talking about the gifts that Christ has for us. It's talking about Jesus and helping us to come to know Jesus. Not know just about what he does and what he has for us. Those things are important. But we must come to him to enjoy eternal life. You can't learn about eternal life and have eternal life. You've got to learn about Jesus and receive Him and then you can have eternal life. Okay? 2 Timothy. We'll come back to this verse later. But 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. You know, Paul's writing to Timothy. And you know, he's talking about Genesis to Malachi. Do you know why? We know that. Because he doesn't have Matthew to Revelation. (laughs) He doesn't have a Bible like you and I have. So, So often we read this and he's saying, we automatically think, from a child you've known the Holy Scriptures, and we think Genesis to Revelation. But don't you think it's so much more impactful when you realize Timothy didn't have a New Testament? Think about that. Paul didn't have a New Testament. How do we know that? He wrote most of it. Why is that important? Because a lot of people in our circles devalue Genesis to Malachi and never get into Genesis to Malachi and never to read Genesis to Malachi. Those are some of the most stuck-together pages in most people's physical Bibles, if you have one. Those are some of the least clicked-on pages on your electronic Bibles. You know? Let's, let, let, let's give a good exercise. If you've got a Bible, get ready. Okay? I'm gonna, we're going to play a, a, a Bible, not biblical roulette, but we're going to play a, a Bible game, and the first person to, to find this book, I'll give 100 rand to. Turn to the book of Hezekiah. Go. A lot of people don't even realize that's not a book of the Bible. <laughs> A lot of people are like looking. You know, they did this to us in Bible college, and they, they were like, "Okay, turn to the book of Hezekiah." And the, he's standing up the front, watching people turning in their well, Bibles, like. And he's like, "There's no book of Hezekiah," <laughs> you know. And everyone's like frantically, like, "I don't know where this book is." Like, it's not in my Bible. Like, what Bible are they? It just shows you how deficient we are. How deficient we are. Look, so. I want to explain the, something to you, and we're going to get into uh, uh, this a little bit more, but you can put up the next slide there, composition of the Bible. This is, this, I found this really helpful, okay? The scriptures is Genesis to Malachi. The scriptures reveal, are, are talking about a mystery, okay? Colossians speaks about a mystery that was hidden from, uh, from the beginning of the age. Okay, You go look at it in Colossians. It's speaking about... Are we, let, let's, let's look there. It's not on the screen. Leave that verse up. Colossians chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. This is important. Colossians chapter 1, 26 and 27. It says, Even the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but is now made manifest to his saints... What is that talking about? So often we read through that and we're like, oh, that's nice. And we're looking for something more exciting, like the end of verse 27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so a lot of Christians get excited about that part, but they don't understand what's built up to that. Did you know, okay, Christ in you, the hope of glory, is the mystery revealed. Okay, so verse 26 is saying that from the beginning there was a mystery. It was hidden, but now it's made manifest. It's made apparent. It's something you can experience. Something that's made uh, uh, experiential for you. It's revealed unto us. What is that? Christ in you. So what this is saying, this verse, in essence, what it's saying is that the Scriptures contain the mystery. So you read through the Old Testament and you don't know what it's really talking about? Do you think it's talking about certain things when it's talking about the mystery, and it's revealing something to us? This is something you have to. We, we, it's deep. We're not going to go all there now. But then, so so you've got the mystery. Then you've got Acts and the Gospels. Let's look at Luke chapter one, verse one to four, because this explains the essence of um, the, the Gospels and uh, Acts. I'm going to use New Living Translation. Let's try that one. So, Luke chapter 1 from verse 1 to 4 says, Many people have set out to write accounts about the events that have been fulfilled among us. The events that have been fulfilled among us. Let's think about that for a moment. Paul, uh, 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 Luke is not just using language and words for the sake of using language and words. He's saying that something's fulfilled. He means... What what is he talking about? That something is fulfilled. There must have been something for there to be a fulfillment. So that something goes back to Genesis to Malachi, the mystery. There's a promise from Genesis to Malachi. Not promises. There's a promise from Genesis to Malachi. A promise. There's a prophecy expressed in many different ways. There's a promise which is of salvation. And now he's saying that this promise, this prophecy is fulfilled among us. And in verse 2, he says, they used the eyewitness reports circulating among us from the early dis, uh, disciples. Having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I have also decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theolophus. So you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. So what he's saying is he's writing an eyewitness account. You know, you, 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 this is we're busy doing on Saturday mornings. Uh, seeking Allah, finding Jesus. A course on how to understand Muslims and Islam so that you can reach them and minister to them. It's nearly finished, this is the last week, this coming week. We'll run it again in case you missed it and you want to do it again, you would like to join us for it. But one of the things that I learned this past week, which is really awesome, was that the Quran is written by a Muslim, well, by someone of their faith. Okay? Did you know that, that, that if you look at the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, yes, they're written by believers, but it's eyewitness and and acts eyewitness historical account there's no doctrine that they are writing they are recording what jesus said they are recording what happened they're not saying they're not teaching they're not expounding on it they're not explaining things they are eyewitnesses they are giving historical facts they're not giving opinion at all compared to the quran which is just teaching now, if you read Ephesians, it's just teaching. It's good. It's not wrong. But that shows us that there's something rich in the Gospels and in Acts because it's eyewitnesses' account. Some people don't like it if I say this, but it's true. A Muslim could have written one of the Gospels. An atheist could have written one of the Gospels or Acts. Why? Because it took a computer could have written a tree. If a tree could write. A tree could have written. If a dog could write. A dog could have written the Gospels. Why? Because all it took was monkey see, monkey ride. Right. Monkey here, monkey ride. Right. It wasn't interpret and give your explanation and understanding of what's taken place. It was write down what you've seen. Write down what you've investigated. Okay? So the Gospels and Acts are historical eyewitness accounts. They contain some doctrine. But we've got to approach them from the way that they were intended. Study them as eyewitness uh, 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 accounts. They are the, 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 the fulfillment of Genesis 2 Malachi. So you've got the promise, you've got the mystery. Then in Gospel and Acts, we see the fulfillment. Now then the epistles, which are the letters of the New Testament, we see the explanation, the teaching. Of the revelation of the mystery so you go to the mystery and you see the mystery prophesied the mystery declared you go to the Gospels and Acts and you see it coming to fulfillment and then you go to the letters and you see it explained what do I mean Paul Peter John whoever is writing Ephesians or the book of Peter or whatever they're busy writing their letters they're writing things down where are they getting their information you know what a lot of us think? This, this adds such a richness to our faith when we realize this. Paul's not saying, dear church of Ephesus, let me just suck something out the air. What Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to this church? Pah! Everything there is based on Genesis to Malachi. And he's explaining things that they need to know now from Genesis to Malachi. He's explaining salvation based on Genesis to Malachi. In Philippians, he's explaining things from Genesis to Malachi. It's not there's some easy to see uh, uh, examples of that, but there's some difficult there's some digging that you also need to do sometimes to realize that he's actually pulling this from someone. And you know, over the past couple of months, I've done some some some. put some effort even into saying those things sometimes you may have picked it up we, we quote it. we're reading something and i go he's actually speaking from ezekiel he's actually speaking from exodus or wherever i go through effort to tell you those things even though i don't explain that but just so that you can see the links okay so the, the the if we're wanting to understand the 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 mystery we have to get into the letters not even the gospels you cannot have a full revelation of everything that salvation is about by reading the gospels. Do you know how I know that? I don't have the verse ready, but Jesus Himself says, "There are many things that I would like to share with you, but I will not because you cannot bear them." But when He comes, the Spirit of Truth, He will guide you into all truth. He will show you things to come, from the Book of John. You know what Jesus is saying. I haven't told you everything that you need to know, but I'm going to. The Spirit is going to lead you into that. Okay? So if you are limiting yourself to the Gospels only, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you are limiting your revelation. Because Paul, Peter, John, explain and expound on things that Jesus said you need to know. You're not going to get a revelation which is apart from what... The, the, the letters, uh, the, the writers of the letters uh, have, but you need to realize that there's something in there that we need to know. Okay? 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse five, uh, 15. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. What is the Holy Scriptures? What are the Holy Scriptures? Genesis to Malachi, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation, which is through faith in christ jesus so this is showing us the purpose of the bible to make us wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus it's to lead us to salvation all scripture verse 16 what is all scripture genesis to malachi why do i say that because we often say all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable we say that verse and we think genesis to revelation Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all the way to Revelation is inspired. But this verse is not talking about your New Testament. This verse is talking about Genesis to Malachi, which should make us value the Old Testament. I think I've told you this before. Some of you are visiting, or you, 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 you're new, so you don't, you haven't heard me say this. But I had someone years back come after, up to me after the service. A lovely man knows Grace, loves Grace, and he said, "I loved your message. It was powerful. I'm so glad that you didn't use anything from the Old Testament because I think we should get rid of our Old Testament. It's like it, it's not necessary anymore. We're not under that. We're we're in the New Testament." And I was like. That's not really very good. You know, uh, I mean, he, he, he was just passing through. Thank God. And in some respects, because I don't know if I could have gone through to him. But the point is the point is is that we, a lot of people devalue these books, and we need to see the richness of them. There's things in there. Yeah, we're going to talk about um, relationships and marriage in a few weeks. Time And we're going to talk about um, uh, 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 all of that kind of stuff. And a lot of it's going to come from Genesis. <laughs> and you know what we find in Genesis? Enough. It was enough for Paul. It was enough for Jesus. It's, it, 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 we, thank God we've got more than, than they did. Yes. We, we've got more. We've got like some increased uh, uh, revelation than Paul had because he gave it to us. He didn't have the privilege of his letters. All scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So the term Holy Scriptures that Paul is talking about, what's their purpose? To make you wise unto salvation which is through faith in Christ Jesus. You know, we've got, um, I think we've got some at the back there, some flyers, which you can use as verses to, to help go, disciple someone, show them how, uh, about salvation. Do you know that we're not just using John 3.16? We're not just using Romans. People use just Romans, but you know what's amazing? Romans Road, they call it. You know what's amazing with that? It's quoting things from the Old Testament. And if you can show us an unbeliever that the gospel you're preaching is rooted in manuscripts which are hundreds of years older than Jesus, when, uh, Jesus' earthly life, it, it's more impressive. You can show them how everything's connected. It's more impressive than just, uh, you know, for God to love the world. That's, that's good. Well done. It's good. My seven-year-old knows that. It's awesome. You should know more than a seven-year-old. <laughs> okay? So, the scriptures are for doctrine, for teaching. That teaching brings about reproof. What is reproof? It's evidence. It's evidence. Okay? I'm not going into too deep on that, but it's evidence. The scripture is for correcting. Correcting isn't, I'm pulling out my rod and I'm like beating you. I heard about some churches uh, uh, recently where they have ushers with with rods and they stand in the aisles to make sure that people are are doing what they should do. Like you're sitting still and not talking and it's like long enough to reach into the aisle and they're like, like, you know, just to keep everybody in check. I was amazed at that. I've never heard of that before. But anyway, the, the, the scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, brings us correction. You know what correction is? Putting on the correct path. Yeah, I've done this with a number of people, I'm thinking of, of one person in particular, years back, who um, we had a situation, and they were completely oblivious to the, 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 that what they were doing was wrong. Majority of us, I trust, would know that what they were doing was wrong, and I'm not going to mention it, because I don't want to get into that, but the Bible calls it, it wrong, calls it sin. And they were like, why is this wrong? And I said, well, let's read the Bible together. Let's turn to, and we turned to a passage of scripture, I said, would you mind reading it for us and, and let's look at what the Bible says? And they said, sure. And we read it and I said, what is the Bible saying to us? And they were like, I've never seen that before. I was like, exactly, now I'm helping you to see that, that what you think is right is actually wrong. And they then were able to put themselves on the correct path, that's correction. Correction isn't bend over. <laughs> You're going to get a beating now. Okay? And for instruction in righteousness. As believers, only the Scriptures, only the Scriptures, okay, including the, 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 the New Testament, let's say, okay, including them, are God-breathed, are inspired, okay? No book outside of the Bible. No teaching outside of the Bible that is contrary to what we find in the Bible, is inspired. So this message I would trust is inspired in the sense of it's in line with the Bible and all of that. But if I'm coming up with something fresh, (laughs) something new, something that's just kind of like, you've never heard this before, you won't find it in that Bible, so don't look for it there. I'm going to give you something that, that an angel gave me last night. Then you know you can take Koki and write on my forehead Ichabod means the glory (laughs) is (laughs) departed Like just write it there and just run it's got to be seen in the word Okay So you know the inspiration of the word Helps us kind of realize the weight of the word realizing how how it was made up and realizing uh, 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 that this is God's way of communicating to me and wanting to instruct me and show me something important kind of adds a lot of weight to it and it should cause us to value it more. I want to go back to that verse. Uh, John chapter 5, verse 39 and 40 this time. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life and they are which testify of me. And ye will not come to me that you might have eternal life. So he's speaking to some religious Jews and he's saying, Hey, you're studying Genesis to Malachi because you're looking for eternal life. You think that in there you'll find eternal life. But they are pointing to me. And if you come to me, you will find eternal life. So my challenge to us all for this week is get into the word to learn more about Jesus. anyone got the sacred cow with them this evening i'm going to kill it (laughs) this is one that i love killing it's fine to read a proverbs a day for the 30 or 31 days that you want to read it for but there's things in there that the 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 unbeliever will love and the muslim will love we we need to not be reading the bible for wisdom it gives us wisdom, but we're reading the Bible to know Jesus. And what does the Bible say? Paul wrote and he said, "Christ has become our wisdom. So you want wisdom? Know Jesus. N.O. Jesus, NO wisdom. KNOW Jesus. <laughs> KNOW. Wisdom. He is your wisdom, OK? He's got a better track record than Solomon had. Some of you need to go and think about that. <laughs> so the Bible is inspired. The Bible is pointing to Jesus. Okay, and there's many other verses that we can look in here. Uh, but what I want to point out from there. Hmm, yeah, Christianity is a relationship and fellowship with God. It's found in Jesus. So, without our knowledge, a, a, a full, accurate understanding of Jesus, we can't have a full, accurate relationship with Jesus. So many believers don't really know who Jesus is and, 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 and what His nature is like. You know, we, a lot of people don't realize this even. So, look with me at Hebrews chapter 1. And I want to point out one thing here quickly. That a lot of people don't realize, a lot of people don't know. Because they don't read their Bible, they don't they don't know these things, or they don't they're not where they can have these things taught to them. Well, okay, um, I'm going to try NLT. I don't know what it's going to say, but long time, verse one, uh, Hebrews one. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. Some of us read that, and we think prophets as in today. And we think in terms of, you know, other prophets, (laughs) I'll be good, we think of prophets and we think of them like God speaking through them back in the day. And God can speak through people with prophetic gifts a hundred percent, but this is talking about Old Testament, Genesis to Malachi, okay, it's talking about those days. And then he says, "Hath in these last days spoken to I now switch to King James. Sorry, has in these last days spoken unto us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds. Who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person." Okay, the the New Living says the Son radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. You know what that is saying. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. That's what Jesus said. So, you want to know what God's like? You want to know his nature? Look at Jesus. So, you go to, you go to um, the, the, the eyewitness accounts Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. And you go and look at how Jesus lived. You look at what he did. You look at what he taught. And you can see the character of God in action. Okay? You don't have to wonder what God is like because God is revealed. In Christ because he is God okay this is really important there's a lot of Christians who are like I wonder if it's God's will to heal I don't know maybe you know because they heard something somewhere sometime once they heard some preacher say something about something that sometimes God will want you to be sick to bring some greater glory and it makes us feel better about loved ones who die it really does sometimes. But what makes us feel better is if we realize God is not the one who put sickness on them. How do we know that? Look at the life of Jesus. Did he ever put sickness on anyone? No. So there's the, 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 the nature of God revealed. How do we know that? We see it in the Bible. <laughs> And it's an eyewitness historical account that Jesus never put sickness on anyone. So, you know, he comes into contact with people and they're like, you know, they're blind. And, you know, Jesus heal me. And what does Jesus say? This, I'm not going to heal you of this because it's, it's to bring me glory. So, you know, just suffer a little bit longer. Or, you know what, my, my Father's will for you is that you die, actually. And then he walks up to perfectly healed so-and-so, and and he's like, listen, cancer. (laughs) BOP! He doesn't do that. Why? Because it's not the nature of God. It's never the nature of God. It's never God's will. It's never God's heart. Why do people get sick? Why do they die? I don't know all the reasons, but I know it's not God's desire. It's not God's will. God wills that none perish, but all come to repentance. Amen? So when we get into the word, we can start to discover more about God, more about the gospel, more about truth that can enrich our lives. And so there's three things that are vital for us as believers. And there's a lot more things I wanted to say, which I'm not going to say, but I'm going to finish with this. We need to be hearing the word. We need to be reading the word and we need to be believing the word. We need to be people who are full of the word. We need to be people who are. our lives are founded on the Word. You know, how to make a relationship, marriage, work. How to make a church work. How to make relationships and leadership work. Not maybe in the business world, but I'm talking about ministry now. But in any marriage this works too. If the Word is the authority. So it's like, your opinion doesn't matter, my opinion doesn't matter. Let's look at what the Word says. And that helps to govern things. So it's like, okay, you know, I remember when, I'm going off on a topic now, but I'm going to say this quickly. I remember when Martin and I were sitting doing uh, premarital, before we got married. This is in 2009. 2009, we're sitting, we're doing premarital, and we're talking about things, and we said, um, uh, you know, what do you believe about healing? Just as an example, what do you believe about healing? Just for interest's sake, you know. And I said, at that stage, I had a bit had different views and, and she had different views and i said you know if i ever get sick I'm um, medicines of the devil like i'm you know i didn't say it of the devil i was just like i'm not taking medicine so don't don't you know i'm gonna i'm gonna believe god or die trying you know that kind of was my attitude and uh thank god i didn't <laughs> because i would have been dead uh, for trying but i came to a realization that god can use medicine too because my faith isn't always perfect But at that stage, it was awesome because she said, you know, well, just don't force that on me. Let me believe where I'm at. And then we made the decision like, okay, so what about other things that we're not thinking of when issues come up? And we just said, you know what? We're going to have to get down. We're going to have to talk about things. We're going to have to see what the Word says because you have an opinion, I have an opinion, but the Word has a truth. And we're going to have to kind of learn to engage about our way forward according to the foundation of our faith. Which is not someone's dream. It's not someone's book because an angel visited them. You know. I've got a friend who who, who told me that he's had an angel visit him and and, and give him messages and stuff and I believe him. If I told you who it was you would would, would, uh, know him. So like I, I believe it can happen. But this friend of mine also knows that the, the, it cannot contra- contradict the word, the written word. It, the word of God is important. And this is foundational for us. A lot of people, worship is more important for them. Worship cannot change you. Worship isn't designed to change you. It's designed for you to be focusing on God. And that can change you. It can open up your heart. But you need truth jesus said you shall know the truth john 8 32 you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free so what you don't know is holding you in bondage what you don't know is holding you in bondage so you can look at the bondage in your life the things that you're struggling with and know there's a lie somewhere it's not it's not that you you know i I sat with someone once in cape town and they were like I know these things. I know all this truth that you're telling me. I guess I just need to do it. That's the problem. And I was like, sounds right, but I kind of was, I had to think about it. And I left him and and I was thinking about it for a while and I was like, this guy had been to many Bible schools and he was in ministry and whatever and he's struggling with amazing things. And um, he was like, you know, I just, I know the truth. I just need to do the truth. I beg to differ. I think he didn't really know the truth intimately. Jesus is the truth. When we come to know Him and know the truth of, about Him from the Word, the truth does the work in setting us free. You cannot free yourself. The truth makes you free. So you need freedom, you need truth. Okay, that, that's all you need. And the truth is found in the Word. Now you've got a better understanding of how to kind of navigate yourself in the Word. All of it's inspired, all of it's amazing, but it all fits together beautifully. And that will also help you get more out of my teaching, because we kind of go between Ezekiel and all of these different books to kind of show you that it's all fitting together. Amen. Father, I want to thank you right now for the truth of your word, that it's the authority in our lives, that it's a foundation for us to be able to enjoy, be enriched by, and uh, uh, just flourish under Father, we desire to be people who are full of your Word, because we know that that's going to cause a fruitfulness. Thank you, Father, that just a hunger would be stirred up within all of us just to know you more through your Word. Dreams are nice, and visions are nice, and prophetic words are even nice, things like that. Father, help us not to be satisfied with anything but Your Word, with truth. Thank You that knowing that truth helps us to be able to fight deception. There's no other solution for deception except knowing the Word. And Father, I pray for those that Maybe you don't even realize that they may be looking at something wrong, looking at your character wrong. That maybe you don't even realize that they are believing lies, but they you know, they think they're fine. I thank you that as they dig into the Word, the light of your Word would expose those lies so that they would be able to enjoy freedom that they don't even know they don't have. You know, if you desire that, you, 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 you might be thinking, I think I'm fine, but, but you desire for just more freedom that you maybe don't even know that you, you need. Then in your heart, I want to invite you just to say right now to God, just Father, if there is anything in my heart, if there is anything in my life, shine light there. Shine the light of your word there. You know, he's not going to do it in a dream or a vision or whatever. He's going to do it as you read and study the Bible. As you listen to good teaching. And you're challenged by it. So Father, I thank you that that's going to cause some fruitfulness. That that prayer and the, the action thereof. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's just stand up together as we close. And Father, I just thank you right now that if there's any last words on your heart for us this evening, that you would just speak to us and that we, we just give a, a few minutes just for, for, for anything else that needs to be said or done. For just your ministry just to flow right now in the name of Jesus. I just feel like God's wanting to just minister one or two things. We won't take more than a couple of minutes. So just, just relax in His presence and just pray in the Spirit. If you pray in the Spirit or just focus on Him. Just be still for a moment. And, and Father, we just invite your ministry right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. I believe there's a couple of people with back pain. If that's you, just raise your hands. If you've got back pain of any kind, just put your hand up or your hands up. And if you see someone putting their hands up, just put your hand on them, if you're standing next to them. And Father, right now in the name of Jesus, for those who are experiencing any kind of back pain, we just speak healing to their body right now. Correction. Whatever's out of alignment, we command alignment right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Wholeness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Right now, everything come into alignment in the name of Jesus. Just begin to move from side to side or just move a little bit if that's you right now as they're moving i just declare wholeness in your back wholeness in your spine wholeness in those muscles correction where correction is needed in jesus name thank you father thank you father someone with a problem with your right ear something going wrong with your right ear if that's you just put your hand up just saying someone's got a problem with your right ear Maybe a buzz or a pain or even a deafness of sorts. Thank you, Father, right now just for healing. In Jesus' name, whatever the problem is, we just command life flow in the name of Jesus. Right now, healing. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. You are the healer. You live inside. Jackie. you to live in me. You said, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. We declare and command recovery now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Anything changed? It's better now.
1: <laughs>
0: awesome. Thank you, Father, that it's better now. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Someone here, I believe you, you've you got some big uh, decisions to make that are kind of life-altering this week. I kind of just sense like you, you, you see like a picture, and this isn't like literally what's happening, but I have a picture of somebody. You're sitting like at a, at a table, and you've got all these papers around, and you've got plans, and you've got things, and you've got options, and I see numbers, and I see just different things that you're considering, and you're weighing up, and... Um, you know, it kind of looks very business-like, but it's not business, it's, it's life. And I just feel like God's just saying, relax. You know, if that's you, I just feel like God's just saying, relax, keep looking to me, walk with me, everything will be fine. Just keep trusting me, I'm with you. It will be fine. And you're kind of like, I don't know how it's going to be fine. You don't have to know how. <laughs> God's with you. He's got you. He's your father. He's your friend. He's with you. Just lean back into His presence. Lean back into His love. He's got you. Yes, you have to make decisions. Yes, you have to go in the right decision. Yes, you need wisdom. But relax. You've got this. You've got Him. Thank you, Father. God hasn't called anyone to trust Him so that you can be the first to see Him fail. God hasn't called anyone to trust Him so that you can be the first to see Him fail. Thank you, Father, that you are trustworthy. Your Word is sure and your Word is true, so we can trust you. If you'd like to get hold of us or to obtain more free teachings, you can visit us online at www.gracelife.co